Welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Podcast, where we review those movies that are good, those movies that are bad, and those movies that are just plain ugly. My name is Micah. Hey, I'm Kelly. And I'm Charles. And uh, today, uh, I am in control. I have the pick. And uh, my pick this week is Dark Comedies. You uh, you picked some interesting choices here, Micah. I, I'm just going to say that right up front. Yeah, and I got a lot to talk about. That's why I'm just kind of jumping into it, unless anybody else wants yeah. to, unless anybody else no, wants to say it. anything. Okay. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I did. I did have some interesting choices because dark comedies. There is a very wide range here when you're talking about dark comedies because um, I think that you can do. It's very it's very easy to do a dark comedy right, but it's very hard to do a dark comedy wrong. <laughs> but somehow some of these have achieved wait, it. Wait, really? Wait, 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 hold on. It's not, no, it's I, not easy to I, do a dark comedy. <laughs> I don't know. I agree with Micah, actually. I feel like there's, well, I don't know. It's 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 kind of complicated, but I do think it's it's harder to say that one is bad than to say that one is good because they're by nature so irreverent anyway. So it's exactly. kind of like, well. Yeah. Okay, okay. Is The Room a good dark comedy? It's not even a comedy. It's just a comedy <laughs> because he said he it was a comedy when it failed as a drama. <laughs> okay, Micah. So, so a dark comedy. Us. Okay, so so let me, let me kind of give a little synopsis or a, a kind of overview of what I'm talking about when I say dark comedy. Basically, a dark comedy is it takes a serious subject matter and puts a uh, sardonic uh, or kind of quirky or funny humorous twist on it. So uh, things like murder, things like war, things like um, cheating on your wife. And all of a sudden, it's, it's a, they make a comedy out of it somehow. And I think that um, you can you can do it very easily because all you have to do is take a, a, a subject matter that might be faux pas or might be a little hard to swallow and add a few jokes in there. See the lighter side of it. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, I think that's a pretty good summary. I still don't think it's easy to do. Well, it's not necessarily that it's easy, but it's just, it's, I mean, nothing's off limits. Nothing is yeah. going too far. Nothing is, it, it, you can't really be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they said that or, or anything it's, like it's that. It's easy it's, for an, it's easy for an audience to look at a dark comedy and say, you know, look around the room and say, am I supposed to laugh at that? That's kind of funny because, you yeah. know. <laughs> uh, okay. So. All right. Well, okay. So what, what so are you going to start with? You're good. Well, let me uh, let me run down my my picks for the week. Were um, Doctor Strangelove, or how I uh, just learned to relax and, or I'm sorry, how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. <laughs> There's more of uh, Micah's great titles. <laughs> the title the title is interpreted. No, okay. So one of my picks was Doctor Strangelove, or how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. Uh, burn after reading and dead men on campus. And Wait, I thought I, it was burn before reading. I thought it was burn before reading. <laughs> See, I, did I watch the wrong movie? Last, last time, last time I wanted you to watch burn before reading, and then this time I'm deciding to. It's going to be that's burn the, after reading. That's the subtitle for Fahrenheit 451, I think. Yeah, burn before reading. So well, let me let me just go ahead and throw out there that there were a lot of options for me to choose from, and. 
These three are my good, bad, and ugly pick, and and not in that order. Um, it was it was very hard to kind of narrow it down, but I have specific reasons for each one, which I'll go over. But I want to start actually with the um, my ugly pick, which I'm picking this one. This is one that either critically or uh, you know the story just doesn't work, but you you can't help but kind of like it. Uh, and like I said, it's easy to make a, a dark comedy that works, but it's hard to make a dark comedy that doesn't work. This one kind of does borderline, I think. And the pick for my ugly is Dead Man on Campus. <laughs> okay, I, I kind of figured that was going to be your ugly one. Yeah, so I'm so, glad that it was. Yeah. So let me, give a, let me give a little backstory, not about the movie, but about my experience with the movie. I remember this came out when I was still in high school. And if you remember when you're in high school, anytime you're in high school and you watch a movie about college, you're like, oh, wow, that's what college is supposed to be like. And then you get to college and it's (laughs) nothing like that. (laughs) This was kind of that movie for me. Like, oh, okay, so this is what college is like. Oh, that's what dorm rooms look like. All right, sure. And, you know, looking back on it, watching it again 10 years later, I realized, oh, man, this is nothing what college is like. <laughs> yeah. Well, like 15 years later, Mike. Was it 98 when it came out? Yeah, 98 <laughs> is actually, yeah, the year that it came out. So uh, it was an MTV movie, too, if that if that leads you to um, make any conclusions. Yeah, it's, it's definitely for a certain audience. So let me give a quick synopsis here. Uh, so basically, you've got these... Um, two characters kind of the odd couple type of characters one is really focused on his studies the other one's just a goofball slacker stoner and uh they are roommates together uh the slacker starts bringing the uh study whiz guy down and uh, he just um he starts failing his grades well then uh, they find a clause in the campus charter (laughs) which is conveniently (laughs) just under glass in the library the campus charter yes. that uh, if your roommate commits suicide, then you get automatically get straight A's. So they do have a third empty room in their dorm, and so they spend the rest of the movie trying to figure out um, who they can get, who who they can push over the edge to commit suicide, and so they get both get straight A's. So that's well, yeah, the, but they also one of them works in the housing department. Right. So they're able to switch it around. Right. And one of them starts working at the suicide hotline to push people over the edge. <laughs> so I, I I just I want to say right off the bat that this was the, probably the funniest thing to me about this movie was just the parade of beloved 90s and early 2000s characters that seem like they were in every single one of these kinds of movies. You know, exactly. there's Allison Hannigan. Yeah. And... What's, the main, exactly. guy's name? And What's here... the main guy's name? Cooper? Is it is it Cooper? Cooper, yeah. Yeah, Cooper. He, he reminded me a lot of uh, Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell, if you remember that. <laughs> he was he Zach did. Morris, He right? even looked like him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of, just the hair was different. So let me go ahead and say that, that Kelly, that is absolutely the reason why this is probably my ugly pick because you've got <laughs> you got uh, Tom Everett Scott who he if you remember he was in that thing you do. Yes. Yes. Okay. So he's in that thing you do. Uh, you've got um, like you said, Allison Hannigan, who she's been in uh, just about every '90s movie, and she's you know American Pie. Mother. 
you got Jason Siegel in there. Which, I know, you know he was so random. Yes, he was the yeah. And what what's crazy too is that you know Jason Siegel and Allison Hannigan went on to be married couple in How I Met Your Mother, so that was cool. Uh, Linda Car uh, Delini, which she if you don't know her, she is from she was she and Jason Siegel were both in Freaks and Geeks, which I absolutely oh gosh, love. Right. Freaks and Geeks, and they're a couple in Freaks and Geeks, and. There are a couple in this movie is just is awesome. And the cherry on top of the whole thing is Cooper is played by Mark Paul Gossler, which. Yes. I grew up with Saved by the Bell. I love Mark Paul Gossler. I, I think that, you know, anything Mark Paul Gossler does, I, I love him. And let me just say that I honestly love his performance in this movie. I really do like his performance. I think he did great. <laughs> I'm not I'm not kidding. I don't care if I get criticism for that, but I really do think that he did awesome in this movie. He he, he 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 performed his role admirably. I I would agree. I mean, everybody was everybody acted it pretty decently. It was just a totally ludicrous film. So that that aside, yeah, the acting was pretty good. <laughs> well, if you have to preface it with that, then yeah, it's great. <laughs> But really, I mean, as far movie. terrible, 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 terrible. <laughs> oh, 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 you thought it was terrible. I was, I was hoping it was going to be your bad movie. You, out of your <laughs> list, the other two were like, <sighs> burn, burn after reading and Doctor Strange Love, and you're going to pick this one as your bad one. Well, this is my ugly one. Are your well? That's what I mean. Your ugly one. I meant sorry. Yes, because it's still such a strange, dark comedy, and it, <laughs> it's it got all the 90s references, which I love that. It's, you know, it's so, it's so stupid. It's, it's so ridiculous. I mean, the whole thing, the charter in the, in, in the library, you know, just the clause that says, if your roommate commits suicide, you automatically get straight A's. I mean... It's and, just and how so about far-fetched. those old dudes hanging out in the bar that are just like it, it makes no sense for them to be there. They're like zombie drones, and and they're just there to get. I, I don't, that part was really weird to me. They're like hanging out in this bar, and they're these older towny gentlemen, and they're like, yeah, when I was here, this is what happened to me, and they, they're the ones who who. Uh, I guess tell them about the charter in the first place, but right, it, and supposedly just, one of them, one of them is a uh, like a a veteran of the of the college i don't want to say alumni because he acts like a war vet you know he's like holding his beer going i remember when i was in college Woo. yeah exactly it is very it's very weird it makes no sense i thought it was terrible <laughs> it, it 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 was pretty terrible i actually i Micah, I as I was driving over here for this, I was like, which one? I honestly did not have any clue which ones were going to be which. I, I had an inkling that this would be your ugly, but as far as the other ones, I kind of don't know. Had you what. seen any of them, Kelly, before? No, I hadn't. Um, Yeah, I so <laughs> I was very curious as to what you were going to say, but, but I, I, I don't know. I mean... I figured this would be either your ugly or your bad one, but I, I, it's to me it fits more with the ugly vibe, just because it's so over the top ridiculous. Like, well, do you have any other ones you would have picked for bad or for ugly? Kelly? Um, yeah. Have you have either of you seen Death Becomes Her with Meryl yeah. Streep and um, Bruce Willis? What's her name? 
Yeah, Death Becomes yeah. Her is awesome. Yeah, I think yeah. that would be my pick for Ugly. Yeah. Really? Man, I like that movie a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do too, but but it, but it's in an ugly ridiculous. way. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could legitimately say it was good, but I do like it. I like it. I like the. I like she gets a shotgun, gets a hole in her stomach, or gets hit yeah. by a shotgun. Yeah. Anyway, um, I guess we probably need to move on to the next choice. What's your? Is this is going to be your ugly or well, that was your ugly one or that was your bad? Yes, one? that was your ugly one. So <laughs> you, you got bad. You just can't come to up. terms with the fact that that's the ugly one, can you, Charles? I can't go around that. I'm like I'm like you when I kept talking. You're about like the, you're like that. Uh, you're like that old guy in the bar, the vet, in the college vet. Yeah. I just no. I just remember when he told me that it was his ugly pick. I just couldn't accept it. What was the What was the last episode? Taking we did a swig of your kept, whiskey. I kept saying no. We were talking about Santa Claus, and you kept saying it was the ugly one. I'm like no. It was a bad movie. <laughs> was okay, so let's one. let's switch gears and let's talk about a good one. I want to go ahead and uh, talk about a good one. Now that we got the ugly out of the way, the good one, I think it's no surprise, Dr. Strangelove, I think is the well, absolute- Or what was it called? <laughs> Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. That's I the thought it was how to relax, Micah. Yes. <laughs> From- <laughs> Henceforth, we will call it Dr. Strangelove to, for time's sake. But Dr. Okay. Strangelove is, in my opinion, the best dark comedy example out there. Because you have in there the very serious, and at the time it was made, 1964, the very real threat of nuclear war, you know, that everybody was just stressing out about. Uh, you have in there characters that are anti-hero but at the same time they have redeeming qualities you know um and you can kind of relate to them and at the end it it does have a it has an incredibly dark ending but they do it in a way that is kind of like you don't feel bad it's very light-hearted you know you watch it and you go that was a fun movie what happened at the end oh yeah nuclear holocaust <laughs> I I did really enjoy the uh, score to this movie, and like the opening credits were really fun. The the handwritten lettering, and um, mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of hilarious. And I, I was watching this with Zach, my husband, and he pointed out that that he thought that the light kind of saccharine music behind all of these dark deeds that are happening is kind of integral to a dark comedy. And I totally agree. It, it really just makes everything more funny. If something right. sweet and lighthearted and, you know, is playing behind. And, and so I thought it was really hilarious that in the beginning when the plane is refueling mid-flight and try a little tenderness is playing in the background and just, just that kind of little, um, little subtle things like that. Mm-hmm helped it i, I thought but but i think it's a it's a really good like political satire too i mean they make the the u.s president look really stupid and their like phone calls are hilarious i don't know i just i don't know peter sellers is pretty brilliant i think peter sellers is like the main reason this movie's awesome i mean george c scott's cool but oh, peter yeah. sellers plays how many characters like three at least three of them yeah right? three he plays the he well he plays the uh mandrake who's trying to talk down the uh uh jack ripper <laughs> Uh, he, and I love too. He's he's trying to make the he's trying to make the payphone call to to give the <laughs> the the nuclear launch codes uh, dismissal codes, and he runs out of change. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he plays the president. Yeah, he plays the president, and then he also plays Doctor Strangelove. Um, 
but uh, yeah, it's it's just it's incredible. Uh, and also, I, I want I wanted to to point out how last time that we were doing one of my picks, I did have a kind of a long bloated rant about uh, Stanley Kubrick, which uh, <laughs> I still have my opinions of Stanley Kubrick and how I think he's a little bit overrated. But uh, this is definitely Stan- I think Stanley Kubrick at his best. Uh, because one thing that yeah, Stanley I Kubrick, agree. one thing that he is definitely known for is um, the pushing his actors. I mean, pushing them to the point of insanity. And uh, he did it so well. He pushed his actors so well in this movie, and he got performances out of him. A perfect example is George C. Scott. His performance, you know, uh, he he's really overacting in it and he was just fighting Kubrick the whole time, you know, about how his character should be. But then when it got on screen, it just plays out so perfectly that character. Yeah. I, I don't know, guys, I feel like this is, this is going to be the second episode in a row where I say something that makes you want to drop something heavy on my head. Oh no. Kelly, are you? No, no. What are you about to do? (laughs) I, I didn't really like it. I, I mean, what? I appreciate, I appreciated all the things that we have just been discussing. I, but I don't know. This is a movie that I appreciate but do not enjoy. It's it's like, this is like such a such a guy movie. You know, like this is a movie that guys like. And I, I mean, there's there's no women in it at all except for gentlemen. You can't you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Come on, that's brilliant. That's good dialogue. Oh yeah, I mean, don't like I said, I I don't I don't. The president. I mean, I, I admire it as a film, but I would I sit around and watch it on a Saturday night? Probably not. I it it's just I don't know. Plus political satire, like political stuff in general, is kind of like not really my my uh, my thing. But anyway, so I just thought I'd throw that out there. Okay. Well, what well, would you I pick, just, Kelly? Uh, yeah. I I probably would have gone with Heather's. I think. I'm glad you brought up Heather's. Put a pin in that, Charles. What what would your best pick be? Uh, well, I mean, this one is a very good choice, Mike. I mean, it's crazy because I wouldn't initially thought of it, but it is a very good choice. Though the one that immediately came to mind was uh, Very Bad Things. Have you seen that movie? Uh uh No. It's a. It's from the '90s. I think like '98, but it's got Christian Slater and Daniel Stern and Cameron Diaz. But they're on like a like a bachelor party and they accidentally kill a prostitute. And it's basically this group of like guys, you know, uh, trying to like to figure out what they're going to do with this dead body and how they're going to get away from it. It's like I think it's really funny. It's kind of crazy. It's also got John Favreau in it, but I don't think he directed it. But uh, that's the fir- first one I thought of. But I, I think I think I agree with you. Dr. Strangelove is probably the best one of all time. But Hey, so this is a perfect segue because uh, while we're talking about other good ones, I'm glad you said Heather's because if I make a list of the best ones that I, I think are the best ones, I'd put Dr. Strangelove at the top, and that was in close competition with Heather's, um, nice. with uh, uh, Raising Arizona, and uh, another one I thought of was Fargo. Now, I wanted to say Fargo- that specifically. Yes, Fargo's yes, a good because choice. Whenever you talk about dark comedies, Fargo is always up there. Because it is brilliant. It's a great, great dark comedy. And I wanted to say that because it was a close second for me. Because it is done by the Coen brothers. And the Coen brothers happen to direct 
my bad pick. The worst. Let's go. Go, go opinion, ahead and go into it. Worst <laughs> example of a dark comedy is Burn After Reading. There you go. It's a Coen Brothers movie, and I wanted to point that out that they have one of the best dark comedies, so they know how to do it. That's just so you don't feel guilty. This is your yeah. atonement or whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. But it. This is Burn After Reading is a good movie, Micah. It's funny. Well, let me let me kind of give you a quick synopsis of uh, Burn After Reading. Basically, uh, the a CIA agent, which he's not even like a real field agent. He's just kind of a, um, an accountant, I think is what he is. He um, accidentally um, leaves a disc with uh, some um, very confidential information in a gym. Two gym employees pick it up and they try to blackmail him. But I think it's an important thing to say also that it, the information contained on the disc is not what the blackmailers think that it is. <laughs> so, I think I think it's got I think it's got talent in it. You know, John Malkovich, Brad Pitt, I think is good in it. Uh, George Clooney is good because he's you know he's a little different than his typical. Uh, I love what he, I love what he's building in the basement. That cracks me up. It's so oh my gosh, out there. <laughs> it makes no <laughs> sense. Up, it, l- it lends nothing to the movie. It, but is it not funny? Eh. Eh. What? Eh. No. <laughs> All right. I thought the absurdity of it. Like, I thought it was going to be like a secret weapon. It's no. My big um, qualm with Burn After Reading is that I think every story, including a dark comedy, has to have a good conclusion. And there's not a real good conclusion to this. In fact, J.K. Simmons is at the very, very end of it. He's the CIA um, chief. And uh, he, he, I think he sums it up very well. At the very end, he says to whatever the agent that's sitting across from him, he says, uh, so what have we learned here? And the agent says, well, nothing. I think that sums it up pretty well. That nothing happens. You don't learn <laughs> anything. Hilarious. You don't it's gain like he, anything. Nothing happens. No, that's why it was hilarious, though, because the guy would come in and tell him all these crazy things that had happened. And and he's J.K. Simmons represents the government. And he's he's having to basically cover up every single thing. And he's like, yeah, go ahead and pay for her. Go ahead and do this. Go ahead and do that. And I just I think his reactions to the absurdity of it are what really, really make this film work. I mean, you're kind of he's the government, which is they're kind of painting to be kind of stupid. And he's also the audience, like, hearing about all this crazy stuff. I don't know. I really liked his character. I thought it was funny, and it's a good way to, to end the movie. I, I don't... Something I didn't really care for in the movie is that... And maybe this is just part of the dark comedy-ness of it, but every, all the it, it was so many different stereotypes. All the characters were a stereotype, and none of them were good ones you know it's like the woman who's so superficial she she can't like even though there's, there's this guy who legitimately loves her and loves the way she looks she's like so determined that she just cannot get by unless she gets all these bazillion dollar plastic surgeries to make her feel better about herself and then brad pitt's character who's a total pinhead who's just you know has the pompadour and always is running around at the gym and uh what's... i like brad pitt's character a lot I mean, it, it was kind of funny, but but you know what I mean. Oh my gosh! And then there's the the best slash worst. Um, I Tilda Swinton's character was so horrible, and I'm so 
it's like it's very annoying to me to constantly see the quote-unquote bitchy businesswoman stereotype in the movies like just because you are a woman who works does not mean in the words of mindy kaling that the compassionate warm or sexy side of your brain has fallen out like she's just horrible and like anytime it's like clad entirely in pencil skirts and pantsuits and i don't know i just all yeah just didn't care for it so charles since you liked this one is there another one that you would have picked for your bad pick i don't know not for bad no Kelly, what about I think, you? I think if I had to pick one, I would go with Jennifer's Body, starring Megan Fox. Oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enough that's said. That's a bad one, yes. Yeah. Ready to wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Man, uh, All right. thanks, for, uh, thanks for everybody's opinion. And hey, uh, if you would like to comment down below or uh, send us a line saying uh, which ones you think are the, the best, the worst, and um, your favorite... Uh, dark comedy please do if you don't agree with us uh please comment below if you do agree with us please comment below you can subscribe hey, on uh, uh, what i was gonna say you could subscribe to us on itunes there you go you can subscribe you can to us on it. itunes Woo! all you have to do is just search uh the good the bad the podcast and uh, well, we'll actually actually it's kind of specific if you put in good bad podcast no spaces just good bad podcast and it'll come right up there we go good bad podcast so you got to work a little bit to get there <laughs> or of bit. course or of course we're on uh the best website on the internet it's just awesome.com where right. uh, just let awesome. me go ahead and point out kelly has just um uh, released her first review do you want to plug that oh yeah kelly? yeah check it out what that's is it? it that's what you're gonna say <laughs> oh why i okay i'll say something I, 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 I didn't know that's where you're going with it um yes okay so i uh here at it's just awesome we all do assorted reviews we've uh charles micah myself um <clears throat> our other friend allison has a great tv review segment um but yeah i so i have started a classics tab to the reviews and so i'll be going in and reviewing some of the oldies but goodies and occasionally oldies but baddies and uh yeah so my first post was on butterfield 8 specifically elizabeth taylor's performance in it so yeah definitely check it out um comment below if you if you have anything you'd like to say about it and keep coming back for more uh next week or in two weeks we are doing a podcast over what kelly ah yes okay so now you guys are gonna get your your fill of all the lady movies so just get ready um <laughs> so our topic is going to be female singers in a leading acting role will we call and them divas we might call them divas yes i really want this to be so a genre they, diva movies movie roles where they sing are they in roles where they sing or is it just their acting uh well okay interesting i'm glad you brought that up charles actually because i have made my picks um there i mean kind of like mike i said there's so many movies that we could have chosen for this specific topic but i chose them specifically um out of a pool of movies that are not considered musicals um okay. so they're not in the movie just because they can sing although of course they have to toot their own horns so they pretty much all sing in the movies but they're not they're not musicals they're not musicals um, okay Got so, it. Yeah. so so what are your picks okay so my picks in no particular order are crossroads the 2002 <laughs> classic with britney spears <laughs> Yes. The way we yeah, the did, way did we, we already talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we, in Journey, did, in our first episode, we talked about it. 
We did, but we did not talk about it enough. Let's just say that. No, we, so it's, it's coming not back. Officially. Can, can you talk about it enough? I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, no, you, you just never can. So, so What's Crossroads. the next one? Next one is The Way We Were. Okay. From 1974 with Barbara Streisand and Robert Redford. And the final pick is The Bodyguard with Whitney Houston, Kevin Costner um, from 1992. All right. Well, we will see you. Interesting. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.